Now, we play Macho Man by the Village People because we know it's time to talk to Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. But, Vaughn, does that song even put a smile on your face? Well, it, of course it does, Simi, because I get to talk to you. And my <laughs> Good daily hit on CKNW is one of the nicest things about my working career. So that's great. I, I have to say, though, I do have a really soft spot for my... Pandemic hand-washing song. It may not be the best song to have in your head when you're thinking about staving off Alzheimer's. Nevertheless, the Ramones, I Want to Be Sedated, just does it for me every day. All right. You know, we're going to have to squeeze that one in today, too. Uh, We talked about needing a smile on our faces just because of the week that it has been, and I'm sure that people like Mike Farnworth and and Lana Popham, you know, the ministers who have been out there talking about this all week, they could probably use this, too, because yesterday was another emotional day on that front. Yeah, it is. And look, I've been critical of the government for not responding quickly enough on this crisis, and I think those criticisms are valid, but I think we've also seen the human side of being a cabinet minister in the middle of a crisis, and we saw Lana Popham, the agriculture minister, getting quite choked up about the plight of farm animals and farmers, and uh, I noticed right near the end of yesterday's briefing, Mike Farnworth gets emotional just talking about, uh, you know, British Columbians pulling together and Canadians pulling together. There are a lot of inspiring and emotional human stories in this catastrophe, uh, whatever else one thinks about how the government handled it. That's true. And so, I mean, the toll you could just tell by Mike Farnworth's voice yesterday as well. And Lana Popham, too, and just talking about the number of animals this was impacting and what, what's going to happen to all these farms. Oh, yeah. No, the, the you know, and it, it, the other thing that they had me, that Farnworth in particular had me thinking about yesterday, though, was the, the challenge ahead. I mean, just managing through this thing and having the Canadian forces involved and all the just the volunteers, that's that's what needs to happen right now. But really struck by yesterday's briefing on the impact of this on transportation links to British Columbia, the uh, the aerial shots that Global TV had last night of the Coquihalla. Uh, one of the highways officials that spoke to us yesterday said the damage is even more extensive on Highway 8, which links Merritt to Spence's Bridge, and they haven't even completed the surveys there. We know the Fraser Canyon route and the railways are disrupted. Um, The whole country is cut off from British Columbia. And, you know, if... (laughs) Simi, any time we make the American newspapers here in British Columbia, it's not good news. And I see the Washington Post, the front page of its online edition this morning, has major flooding in British Columbia leads to widespread supply chain disruptions. Uh, the paper says it could go as far as Chicago could be affected. Uh, the third busiest port in North America cut off from the rest of the continent. So... Uh, We're looking at a long road out of this, Simi, and I think a very expensive one as well. Yeah, let's talk about the money here because all we've heard right now is that it's going to cost a lot. Yeah, Mike Farnworth was asked yesterday if he had a preliminary estimate of all this, and he said an awful lot. Now, you know, the thing about that is we tend to think that here we are in a world that's never had to face 
this situation before. And, and certainly the challenge of climate change is different. But British Columbia has faced this kind of challenge before and with flooding. The 1948 floods on the Fraser River transformed what government does in this province. We had a small little government before that, and it didn't spend a lot of money. And the 48 floods on the Fraser uh, led to the construction, with national help, of the diking system on the Fraser. It also led, you know, I was looking back at what actually happened out of that, and we think of the hydroelectric dams on the Columbia River as a source of electricity. They were partly built to deal with flood control. The Americans helped pay for them because it meant that water from Canada would no longer be inundating places in Washington State and Oregon. So a lot of money spent over a lot of years, billions in modern dollars, and it worked. The the dike system on the Fraser mostly worked. The storage dams on the Columbia have mostly prevented the kind of flooding that happened on both sides of the border in 1948. So if you think about going forward, that's the kind of plan we're probably going to need. I I, I was noticed Farmworth yesterday when he was asked about rebuilding the Coquihalla, which will happen. He talked about build back smarter. The Coquihalla is going to be rebuilt. It's going to have to be rebuilt on the assumption that this is not maybe unprecedented historically, but it's not an isolated event. Also struck by the mayor of Abbotsford yesterday, throwing out a ballpark estimate that just the diking in his region, fixing it, is probably going to cost a billion dollars. Whoa. Okay. So there will be some help from Ottawa coming on this. Yes, I think there'll be help from Ottawa. You know, again, the, the national government, the national news media, and look, Ottawa was here right away. Bill Blair has really been exemplary on this. Yes. But, you know, a recognition that, um, yeah, the port of Vancouver, uh, the rail lines through Vancouver and the highway lines through Vancouver are central to the national supply chain and to the export of the country's goods. So, Ottawa will be there, I'm sure. And the thing about the amount of money this is going to take, it's yes, it'll be billions of dollars. And yes, it'll be borrowed. But British Columbia has a relatively low debt load compared to the rest of the country. And the thing about this kind of infrastructure construction, Simi, is that the workforce will be British Columbians and the raw materials are mostly here. So... Uh, We may well have to put off some of the other things we're borrowing money for and spending. But again, I think if the government comes out with a coherent plan and one that it can act on fairly quickly with federal assistance, I think there'll be a lot of public support for that. And I also think in the long run, it may transform us in a positive way, the same as the response to the 1948 floods on the Fraser did. I certainly hope so. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye,